0: Hey podcasters, welcome to another episode of Ross Never Sleeps on the Never Sleeps Network. I have a friend come in and chat with us, comedian Amish Patel. It's always nice to have a friend in. I don't have to work as hard so it would seem it's just like a natural flowing conversation between two friends catching up. But Amish Patel is an extraordinary comedian in Toronto, a growing name in the Toronto comedic landscape. I know I say that a lot, but we are encouraging all the comedians in the current Toronto boom to come and sit with us and chat amish especially he just got a pitch accepted by kevin hart kevin hart has the laugh out loud network Uh, amish was asked to come to jfl 42 in montreal to pitch to kevin personally kevin accepted his pitch now they're working together we're excited to hear more information about that next time amish comes back on to the show we talk a little bit about there it's still in the early stages amish's website amishpatel.net check out all his comedy dates for upcoming tour dates It was just a real pleasure having Amish in. He's hilarious. He's smart. His videos on YouTube are adorable. I love this guy. And we hope to hear from him more soon. This is my chat with Amish Patel on Ross Never Sleeps on the Never Sleeps Network.
1: How yeah. Good, dude. Are you recording? I'm recording. Nice, nice, nice. I was worried. I was like, because like when I walked in, I was like, I just walked into someone's apartment. Like, this is for sure the wrong apartment. This will be a great story.
0: I mean, that's the idea. It's to throw you off right from the beginning. Yeah. Kind of wipe any kind of preconceived notion of what you're stepping into. Do you want to, you can adjust that if you can, if you so want to. So basically
1: everyone comes in here and starts their thing with like, I just walked into the apartment. Like, does everyone do this thing? Uh,
0: no, it's a bit I saved just for you. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I knew you are good at improv.
1: Oh, thank you. Is that better? Yes, it is. Excellent. So I'd just like to be able to see you. The mic was... Yeah,
0: you're coming from an audition.
1: Yeah. What was the audition for? The Beaverton. I'm just pouring some water. For like those listening. the show the, or the yeah,
0: publication?
1: A, no, there's a website, but they got yeah. they got funding from, uh, from what I can tell from Bell Media and Comedy Network to shoot like a season they're shooting a full season right rad yeah it's pretty pretty awesome i
0: appreciate anything that's happening in our city like that
1: and they're cool and i and i like satire yeah that's it's gonna be a good show i mean the script you can tell like just reading it i I go into so many shitty auditions man this script was good and it would be something that'd be usually i go to auditions thinking like "Eh, it'll be nice to make a little money doing something like nobody will ever see it so it'll just be nice to get some quick cash what do you mean? Nobody were ever, like,
0: like, is that like a shot at Canadian broadcasting? Oh, uh, just when I get bad scripts,
1: when I get awful scripts, right. I'm just like, just do it, get the money. No one's going to see it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like when I get like a script that I don't like, but today's script was actually very funny. So I, I really enjoyed it. Did you know the writers? You, like, you recognize anybody? I know uh, Luke Gordonfield. He does comedy. Okay. He's like the head writer of, it seems like he's like their showrunner. I think I don't know, but um, and then and then the Rivas brothers are just dope as fuck. So they oh, started that. They Freddy. started it. I may it might be more Miguel. Okay, but I I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I I, I like them both. They're they're just they're, they're so hilarious. legit. They're so yeah, like they're legit. That's a good word for it. The the, the 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 comedy street credit with them is through the roof. I you know say like I say a name like I know who I'm talking about. I just know of their work. Oh dude, they have the best show in the city. It's uh, rap battles. You should check it out. Have you seen rap battles? No. It's the best show. I'm not a hip hop comedy guy all the time. All the time? No, well, like, I mean yeah. most of the time. I try I'm trying to write it uh it's hard to write oh, yeah, that's your
0: background you come from kind of this like diversity i mean other than the name of the show diversity but you come from like even fade to brown was like yeah uh, i like i, I like, like brown it's, comedy it's hip-hop too but the way you a lot of the stuff you guys do we had a song we had we yeah, had, we had like a rap had some r&b stuff. song yeah. yeah yeah
1: it was good it was it was it was great i i, I would like to make an album of like comedy <laughs> rap that's yeah? my that's my goal for the year yeah, on, yeah, for the year i've been telling myself for years but i i really want to make more songs because i've written but they're hard to produce and putting it all together like that's one of my goals for the year what just do you think put out takes? tracks just put out a track what do you and think a shoot
0: a rap video what do you think that uh, it would take like what are you missing like maybe oh the can, lyrics like, do, man do they're so hard out. to write oh it's literally the writing
1: oh dude they're really hard to write. it's not it's not easy to write good rap and it's and like match the music and stuff like that it's it's tough but this thing i'm doing with uh so this this pitch that i got with kevin hart green lit with the lol network there's definitely going to be a rap video on that well we got
0: to talk more about that
1: for sure, sure. yeah let's, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll get into to it. that it, it naturally went there dude so how did the audition go oh i don't know it was great it was i mean you don't think about auditions man you just go and forget about them essentially but the casting director is very cool and she she gets comedy like it's so hard going to an audition and they're literally directing the funny out of it Whereas this casting director is like, she knows comedy. Like I, every time I go, I crack her up. She remembers me. She's like, that's good. Like, you got to get this amazing me. She, like, she's really like on my team and very, and a very just, like, she knows, co- she knows what's good comedy. What's it like as a
0: comedian slash actor? Like, mm-hmm. what roles do you tend to audition for?
1: Oh, brown stuff. Pretty much. <laughs> I was gonna.
0: Say, I didn't want to ask what you get picked for, but like, I mean, come on. What do you mean brown stuff? Because I saw on your like uh, one of your social media pages, you were getting like makeup done to you before yeah. like a shoot mm-hmm. and you were uh getting sweat stains put on to
1: you no oh yeah yeah you know why that okay so that that looks like uh that looks like that thing from 22 minutes the sean jumdar thing that's not what that was that was actually oh, I, did, I didn't even put that two together but you're right yeah yeah well you just put like oh they're look they're dressing him up as a sweaty indian man <laughs> <laughs> sean majumdar already yeah, took man that already did the sweaty guy but uh no they're that was for a kids tv show and they just had they have really cool casting on it like they they I don't know they, they they made one of the girls indian like it's we're, we're basically like this brady bunch family on that show it's very cool the way they cast it and the way they wrote it like they didn't want to just have a regular family i guess so they they had a white mom and a white daughter and there's a brown dad me and the brown daughter and the two daughters are like the kind of the leads of the so show. you're doing a lot of acting at least you're trying to trying to yeah yeah. Like, when you first started comedy, was acting
0: always a part of that? Was it at some point where you felt you had to extend your comedic brand?
1: No, I started with acting. Okay. I started doing sketch right away with my sketch, group Fade to Brown. I, that I did right away. And I did that for a little while. We got funding from Rogers to shoot a, a pilot or, like, a, a special. And it kind of burned me out. Like, I was just, like, sick of organizing everything you know what i mean and then and then i switched over to stand-up which is just like no overhead it's just nice no overhead i like, it's like that I, I go into stand-up it's almost like a business decision it's like, like a pop-up shop yeah it's just like a no overhead it really is like the i i think i i was reading like too many business books like there's so many business books out there and the and it's almost like i went into stand-up almost like the way silicon valley starts businesses like if you look if you think about silicon valley versus how traditional like industrialists make make businesses industrialists are all like it's a lot of overhead but they own the the means of production and all that stuff right so the way startups are started now like silicon valley startups they're all about like just make something and put it in the market or like make a video of something put it in the market just ask people if they'd buy it don't even make it like it used to be you may you spend hundreds of thousands millions of dollars and then you spend more like millions of dollars more in marketing and then you just pray to god people buy it Now with Silicon Valley, it's like like put on Kickstarter, don't even manufacture the thing, just ask if people would buy it, you know what I mean, if you made it, or make one. So it's similar, it's kind of the attitude of going to the market with what you have, versus saying, I need to get more money and more of this and that, so that I could produce this big thing. It's like, just go with what you got, and I can talk. So that's how I started stand up actually.
0: And that's why I'm doing this A yeah. podcast network is exactly that kind of model. Yeah. You know, let's do a small batch of a few set of shows. Let's try to be either controversial or funny or topical and then try to sell our productions to, you know, a magazine, yeah. a broadcaster, whoever's interested in content development, yeah. you know, especially cause we're all based out of Toronto, which is a huge hub. I mean, you're doing your thing on YouTube, you know, as are a lot of content developers, yep. you know, and again, low overhead no overhead or minimum overhead mm-hmm. and i think that's really the model of life these days for the millennials a lot of our, you know and yes. a lot of the older generations are kind of picking up on it but for the most part we're like how do we you know make something from nothing essentially
1: yeah we're, we're getting a lot smarter if you think about like um uber and airbnb like it's 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 about like the old generation the attitude was consumption uh, bigger is better consume more and and they've left the world fat and in debt and you know like just unhealth it's unhealthy like even spiritually like even if physically it's unhealthy to just be like super super overweight but like spiritually like I don't think it's good for you to just have a bunch of stuff so there's even a movement to like get rid of stuff which I think is awesome I, I heard a great TED talk about like of like just having a low overhead life and just not having stuff and like what a tax stuff is we don't realize what a tax stuff is like you got to pay rent on your stuff It's like an old George Carlin bit, I feel like, but it's like you got to you got to just pay like all your crap. Like you got to pay for it. It's true. And then if you got to up and leave somewhere, like if you got a great opportunity somewhere, you got to Well, now you got to pay rent where you're going and you got to pay rent for all the crap that you're leaving behind. So we really are like getting smarter with that stuff, I think. Yeah. The minimalist cultural movement is definitely
0: something that if you were if you've already been a part of it. Yeah. You're like, yes, finally, people are catching on. Less is more. Yes. You know, buns trading, all this like... It's so free Bartering. Freeing is the best because getting rid of something is tough. But if you're going to get rid of something that somebody is mutually... That somebody mutually wants and in return going to get something they want to mutually get rid of, yeah. it just makes so much more sense. Good
1: for the environment. The everything. Environment. And, and the whole... The last 30, 40 years has been about like just mass production drive down like it's just too much stuff that we don't need and it's so sad seeing someone in debt for some shit that they don't even remember what they did like i have rich kid cousins they can blow through a hundred thousand dollars and it's just you can just blow through that in a, in, a, in a summer i found with some some rich kids like you could like you can eat drink snort and shit out a hundred thousand dollars in like two months it's nothing it's if gone. you're
0: snorting though chances are you aren't shitting as much as no it makes you shit right away doesn't it i <laughs> like how we're both asking each other things about something we
1: know absolutely nothing about i like they yeah yeah no it, i i feel like I it you, makes
0: you shit it makes you shit
1: <laughs> like it, it's like coffee you do it and then it's like you gotta take a shit i think i don't think cocaine's a diuretic
0: all right anyway okay. moving know. on to topics that we know more about all let's right. talk about you amish okay where did you grow up who influenced you how did you get into acting and then comedy
1: let's see i grew up in Brampton influences like they just change all the time I love comedy though that's 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 the consistent is I love comedy the thing I love changes all the time when I was a kid I really loved Eddie Murphy I remember getting that SNL special and it was like it was like an emotional game changer I was like I gotta do this and I started doing it a bit and then I don't know I never but I just didn't start early enough I was kind of a soft kid I I i went to engineering school i have an aerospace engineering degree come on it's so dumb i have done nothing with it it's a way where did you go ryerson it's the only it was the only program at the time in canada there was like maybe two there was that in carlton only for aerospace See, i know
0: why i like you it's because you're smart i love smart comedians thank you well you know just to toot your horn a bit um i just started working with nick beaton
1: nice yeah yeah smart you know, dude, yeah. Smart dudes, smart dude. Yeah. right
0: like and the, the 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 problem is is i've worked with so many non as smart people so yeah. sometimes when you deal with people you kind of have to like you know you don't have to really worry about what you say or how you say it people you know either get it or they don't get it or it kind of just flows with conversation with nick if i if I give him an opening for him to be, like, respectfully declining or respectfully changing something, he just gets in there. And I'm just like, right. I forget who I'm dealing with. I forget that I yeah. I have to really, really think about what I say, how I say it.
1: Yeah, it's hard realizing. Like, in your head, you think everyone's...
0: As smart as you are.
1: And they're not. It's so sad. I mean, it's such a dick, like, arrogant it's thing not. to say. I don't think it's
0: arrogant. I think I think there is a fine line or maybe not so fine line between people who get it and don't. I wouldn't say it's dumb and smart. I just think that yeah. they're just with it, you yeah. know, with the current. And I get it. You want to be against the current, but you got to be so, you know, strong against the current that you're actually switching the current. Not that yeah. you're just kind of like, you know, driving on the wrong side of the road kind of thing. Yeah,
1: no, no, that's crazy. It's, it's, so, it's so sad for me seeing someone who doesn't get it. Mm. And like, yeah, it, it, this happens a lot with comedy acting. I feel like comedy acting, like dramatic acting, you have to train and train and train I think to get it. With comedy acting, it's just like some people get it and then there's some people they'll never they just can't say it the you way think- you want them to say it. And it's such a simple thing and I've had this with so many people but like it's the the only way in the end to describe it is some people get it the way you said. Some people get it, and then some people just don't get it. And I don't know if you can train them. I don't know if you know. Five years later, they will get. I don't know. But it's some people just don't get it.
0: You ever get like you begin a set and you realize the audience is not getting it, and you have to either change your jokes or change. Oh, yeah. yeah, is that something you
1: have to do on the fly? I got terrified doing shows in Buffalo because you know, as soon as I go south of the border, I feel like these. Like I'm brown. I'm gonna talk about Jesus. What, who am I? You know what I mean? Like they're gonna kill me. And I remember. <laughs> I remember I have cuz I have a whole thing about these missionaries who tried to convert me when I was a kid and it was like it was pretty sexual the way they converted they were like these evangelical crews that would go out and they were fucking hot can I swear on this yeah okay cool and they were fu- they were like just gorgeous and they were going after young people for up to university they send out these hot guys and girls to be like hey guys who's just going to hang out on Sundays man you can come hang out with us like your horniness takes over and The way I do it in the joke is that your wires get crossed, so your love wire in your brain starts hitting your God wire, and now you love Jesus, you know what I mean, like, you're, like, you really feel like that, you don't, you're not lying, you're not, like, bullshitting to get laid, you really feel like, no, 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 I'm converting, like, I'm done, I'm done with fucking, Ganesh, fuck it, Jesus, all the way, but that thing in America, like, that's, that works in Canada, and in, like, liberal places, but I go out, an hour hour and a half and i think people go like no don't don't fucking talk about jesus who the fuck are you (laughs) you don't get to talk about that you know what i mean
0: do you have to switch it to ganesh do you have to make it more personal to actually be able to talk about it because they get it right like i mean if it's ganesh or jesus they get it. it's about your religious belief
1: you you know I, i i think it is a little bit rude to just talk about how like look at christians they're so dumb like i don't i don't like to do that either and it feels a little bit rude like as as a hindu like who am i to talk about that now in any liberal setting People are like, yeah, make fun of us. We're the worst. We're evil. Make fun of us. We're so, st-, you know what I mean? Like, that seems to be the attitude in, like, ultra-liberal places. But you go outside and people go, no, nah, man, that's my, that's my, I believe in that. Like, why would you say that about Jesus? Like, that's rude. You know what I mean? It's like, it's and, and it's rude. So, I just have to, I, I either just don't do it or I adjust it so that I ease into that. Like, that's, I make fun of Hindus and then I can make, and then if they don't laugh at that point, I go, oh, you laughed at all the Ganesh shit. What the fuck, guys? And then they laugh at that. So, it's it worked. I don't know. It, 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 in the end, I find ways to massage it and get it in. Are you religious? No, I grew up very religious. I grew up very... I, it's Sometimes I describe my childhood to people, and it's like I grew up in a cult, and it's just brown. How so? Just, like, the strictness of it. Like, we were taught not to... Like, you're not allowed to have sex. Like, we just pretended sex wasn't real. Um, wow. It just wasn't real to how, do, us. how does
0: that work when you kind of watch TV or you just see, you talk to your, your white friends or whomever,
1: your non-brown friends? Let's see. What happens? I, one thing I found of my generation of brown people is that we're all late bloomers. Wow. That's a good, I like that. We, we all had sex later. A couple of years later, we all like got into even drugs a couple of years later. I remember being a kid because I'm Hindu. We, we weren't allowed to eat chicken. So it's like while while white people were having sex and starting experimenting with drugs, we were sneaking off and eating chicken. <laughs> how weird is that? You know what I mean? And then And then you talk to white people about it. And when you're young and you talk to people here about like they just do that, you just think, I mean, it's probably the same as how an evangelical would look at you where they kind of go, oh, man. He's gonna get in trouble for that. Oh, like it was like that. Being a kid, like someone would talk about, like, yo, so I fucked this girl. And we, and I remember being like 16 and being like, oh my God, is that allowed? What's (laughs) he doing? Like, we were just nerds. Like, we just didn't, it
0: didn't occur to us. So I have a real question about that. Okay. Where's the best chicken?
1: I'm vegetarian still. I never even, still. Yeah. I never even even tried the drug. I never tried it. I tried it once in India. My uncle, like, really forced me to eat, like, really pushed and pushed. (laughs) It was like a political move. It was like, it was like you're the only one who's not eating chicken and it makes our kids look bad. So you need to eat chicken too. Wow. Like, we're all eating chicken now. What are you doing? Well, how come you're not? So he was kind of mad. And then he he, he was he would always, they, they'd always make fun of me. Like, I'd go to some family thing and they'd be like, hey, this chicken's here. And I'd say, if you, if you say you're a vegetarian to like old Indian, old Hindu men, they tell you, like, oh, the women are upstairs. Get out of here. Like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't, they're, I, I don't know any Hindus that are vegetarian anymore. Usually when I meet a Hindu that's vegetarian, it's someone born and raised here. How weird is that, right? Like, it's a weird...
0: Yeah, no, I have, you know, friends that are Jain. Yeah. Which is, for those who don't know, they can't eat, like, basically garlic, onions. Yeah, nothing that gets pulled out of the ground, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. And so then, interesting. I, I don't think they can eat potatoes.
0: Yeah, they don't think they can eat anything yeah. coming from the ground, essentially. Yeah, like anything
1: that's pulled out. Anything that was alive and you had to pull on right. it because ki- you killed it. I mean it all seems ridiculous now. I my, like I I'm not vegetarian now because of religious reasons. I just never ate it, so I never it never looked good to me. Okay. I've been meaning to eat chicken again. I drink okay. egg whites sometimes. All sometimes right. I'll drink egg, drink egg whites. Yeah, I'll just put in a smoothie and I'll drink egg Okay, it that's for a good.
0: It's good. Yeah. You need you need your protein. You need protein, source. right? Yeah, so yeah, totally. I like it, I'll drink,
1: but like I'm not I don't know, I never but anyway, yeah, my uncle like got me to eat this chicken and then he told my mom.
0: It was so weird.
1: He, like, told on me. That's amazing. He told on like, That's a great story. So weird. It's such a weird story. What part of India? Gujarat. I've never even heard that part. It's... It, even even within, like, India, brown people being nerds, like, Gujaratis are, like, the even bigger nerds. Like, okay. They're, like, the... It's all... The, the stereotype is that you're the accountant. You're the... Wow. Yeah, So, yeah. they're smart. It is the smart state. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It is, it is, like, known like that. It is... The, the prime minister of India is Gujarati. And... That was his whole thing. Like people just, the two number one states in India are Gujarat and Punjab. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is culturally, but they just do well. Even when they leave, they do well. Like for a long time, they were like, there's a lot of Gujaratis and Punjabis in Africa. And they were like, they owned it. Right. Like Idi Amin had to kick them out. Idi Amin had to be like, just kill. If you see brown people, just kill them. And they had to get on planes and come to Canada. other That's why a lot of brown people are here. Because they were in Africa. They were running Africa. They were, like, white people evil in Africa. What
0: year? What, what time in
1: period? This, in 70-something, they got Idi Amin. It was a dictator in, in, uh, in it was a dictator. I forget which country it was, but he basically said, like, just kill, if you see a brown person, kill them. Wow. And they everyone got on planes. There was, like, it was a world, like, the Canadian government just, or Air Canada, I don't know who paid for it, but, like, people were just like, yeah, just get on a plane. So, when I was a kid, people got off the plane. I don't think I was born yet, actually. It was, I think it was a couple years before I was born, but... People got off the plane. So there's like a couple of families. They got off the plane. They looked in the phone book, saw Patel, and showed up at my parents' house. Come and they lived on. with us for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You imagine?
0: And of course, your parents welcomed them with open arms. Like, okay, they do? were you rich.
1: Do? They came here, and they like they had to leave it all. Like they were like, don't let them take their shit. Like you know, and they had to balance it. they had left. People left like millions of dollars. It was gone. Like he, he took it. He took it all. So they got out of there. And then the crazy thing is, they came here and they got rich here too. So and they ate all the chicken. They ate all the chicken they wanted. <laughs> By then, they were said, "Fuck chicken. They don't care. <laughs> try steak. Yeah, I'm, try, I'm yeah, the yeah, nerd. This cow. See, steak is a little too far for them. <laughs> chicken is <laughs> like a Hindu loophole. They don't. They're like, it's oh, so they're stupid. Funny. Who cares? <laughs> so silly. Uh, I'm already having
0: such a good time, Amish. Nice. So you leave Brampton. Yeah. You move downtown. Okay you're now doing comedy full-time did you have part-time jobs did you yeah what, like what? I,
1: i'll uber sometimes i do oh, that still yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah and i put their code on my videos so if anyone wants to sign up as a driver or a passenger they can use the code uber weekly dump and that uh gives me a credit you know like that gives me not a credit it, it gives me cat they give me cash amazing that. yeah and uh, and sometimes i'll uber right now because i'm working on this kid's tv show i get like like it's the union so it's great. It's like perfect for me right now because I got to write this show. Like uh, I I have a lot of writing to do for my, my YouTube channel and just in general, uh, I'm running down to like Buffalo to do shows uh, over there. So normally I would have to be Ubering. But because I'm on this kid's TV show right now, I'm just really trying to focus on writing, getting as much writing done as possible, pitching a couple of TV shows that hopefully will go somewhere. One of them got picked up by that Kevin Hart thing. So that got, you know, so that was great. That got greenlit. I don't know if I would have had the time to work on it if I wasn't on this kid's TV show. Because basically, it pays so well that like you just, I don't, I'm not on it that much. The show is, it's a kid's show. It's about the kids. But you're on Actra. But I'm Actra. So for every day that I'm there, there's like a certain that's amount right. I have to. And then, yeah, hey, I'm You got to
0: thank your government for that kind of stuff. When, yeah. Or the unions or, you know, I'm not the sure unions, who you think at government. that point. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure yeah. both have a
1: They both have a, a hand in it, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. No, so the, the show's
0: called Dino Dana.
1: Yeah. It's not out yet, though.
0: It's, it's not out yet, but it's from the legacy of Dino Dan. Yeah. Which was like, if nobody knows who Dino Dan was, he was basically a, like a Dinosaur expert kid who got found basically by Oprah. What? He was a correspondent for Oprah.
1: What? And then...
0: I- Sinking Ship Productions here in Toronto wow. scooped him up for a TV show. That one got so successful. He he now has other shows. And then
1: I think his like little brother got a show. His little brother, I think, was on Trek's Adventure. I don't know if that's his real
0: bro- no, brother in real life, <laughs> but on Trek's Adventure, his little brother. I don't think, brother, it's, yeah. I I don't don't think it's his real brother either. I wonder. This is the lineage, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then now there's a girl. So they had Dan, his brother, named Trek, Trek did you say? I
1: think, yeah,
0: Trek. Trek's Adventure. Trek's Trek I is think, an yeah. adventure. That's actually Yiddish. And now there's a, a girl named Dana. Yeah. And you play a dad uh, of one of Dana's friends. Yeah, yeah. And a recurring principal
1: role—that's pretty cool. It's great, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's been a great summer for because of that. man probably probably fan- be a great cool Like, it's a great team, like working with them, and they keep like pumping out such great. Like, they do. They keep making great shows, Sinking Ship. So, like, yeah, Blair and JJ. Shout out to those guys, Sinking Ship. They've been
0: making Toronto very proud for a long time. Yeah, man. Good yeah, crew they're, for sure. They're doing
1: so well. Yeah. Well, good. Good
0: for you. That so you're you're on TV now. You got your YouTube page. What's your YouTube? Amish Patel just basically Amish Unleashed. It's Amish, Amish Unleashed.
1: Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. I have too many online names. It's like, just leave links in the in the description. Because, like, my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is Fade to Brown. I couldn't get that for YouTube. I don't know who took Fade to Brown. I have Fade to Brown comedy, but I, my YouTube channel that I use mostly is Amish Unleashed. I couldn't get Fade to Brown. Can you believe that? Someone at YouTube is listening to this. Get me Fade to Brown. And then I could just use Fade to Brown everywhere. And then I have AmishPatel.net and Fade to Brown.com. They, they all go, they, they it, work. it must be tough because your name is pretty common. Dude, there's so many, I couldn't get AmishPatel.com. I had to get Amishpatel.net, .com is taken, .org. Like, India, brown people are, like, a billion people sharing 20 names. It's ridiculous. Well, good for you. So, it's sticking with your name. So, oh, yeah, I'm not going to change my name, but there's thousands of Amish Patels. There's maybe 100,000 Amish Patels. I don't know. Like, there's a lot. There's a football player. I think he got Amishpatel.com. Amishpatel.ca is taken by this <laughs> this real estate agent in Brampton, and he looks so funny, I don't know. He, <laughs> you should so work some bits with him. He's got some. He got .ca. Someone else got .com. And then what else is left? You just go .net after that, right? Or just like,
0: how do you just change your name to keep your identity? You know, like amishp.com .dot .com or like. I guess you could
1: do that. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I just uh, Patel
0: .dot .com. I did Amish Patel .net. So you were just in Buffalo. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Okay. What was that like? Which theater you were. Helium Comedy Club. Yes, actually, I saw that. Helium Comedy, you were opening for. Brad I have it Williams. in my notes, Brad Williams.
1: Amazing. He I don't know too much about so, him. He was incredible. He's a dwarf, but an incredible comic. Like, just the best. And he had an hour of material. There was no lull. Like, it was just an hour of rolling laughs. I feel like the crowd probably went home, like, tired. Like, oh my God. Like, they was. <laughs> I've never seen someone just kill so consistently. And so high energy, you know what I mean? Like usually when someone does an hour, there's like these lull points. It never like, it was just nonstop high energy rolling laps. It was amazing. And, and that was his fifth hour. He has four other specials just in the pocket. So I was like, Hey, so, and he's never done Toronto. I was like, Hey, I want to, I want to fly you into Toronto. He's like, yeah, great. Like, sure. He told me his rates, whatever. I come here. I, (laughs) I emailed little people of Ontario Maybe I shouldn't say their name, but whatever. I'm not going to, I won't say anything too horrible about them. I mean, I, I'll just tell you what happened. I, I emailed them saying like, hey, would you guys be down to, to you know, help promote, bring this guy in? Do you think your uh, the people in your group would be interested in this? And they, and they right away got back and they, they said, he uses the M word. So we're, we won't be interested in working with him. Wow. You're not allowed to say that, but he's not allowed to say it. I mean you know it's
0: it's like any word that people own and kind of run with I mean yeah. you got to draw the line I guess if But but if I was that's if what someone you want. But like you can't tell somebody to like not believe I mean it's just like with religion or anything it's like if somebody wants,
1: feels strongly enough about something you just yeah. kind of have to let it go They're a free group and if they yeah. don't, if they don't like it but I just feel like this guy was a motivational No I he motivated I get it. me like the comedy was amazing, and I was asking like, "Do you do corporate?" Because like it's it's very positive, it's very good positive material. That's like like a lot of like get your life together. You know what I mean? Like a lot of good comics do that, and and I just think like, what a great it would be so motivating if for for a for a little person. But they said no. You know, it's
0: tough to take something that separates you from everybody, and mm-hmm. then get you know. I mean, it's so hard to to even imagine somebody would kind of be, like, against what he's putting out there in a positive light just because of how it's said. But I understand. Like, I yeah. mean, everybody understands, you know, whether it's a word, any word, mm-hmm. specifically... We get it.
1: It's. I mean, they're free. They're free people, and if that's what they want to do, that's. But what they
0: if, want. if he's just getting a you know a normal crowd, any crowd that's going to support him, he doesn't need them. You know what I mean? I think well, he feels yeah. that too. You can. You, you're you going to only you know isolate yourself so
1: much before some pe- people find you funny or some people find you know. offensive. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. There's a lot of it happening right now. I feel like we were just talking about another comic who, and this almost happened to me with this kids' TV show, like. Where, where I booked the show and then some executive at a network sent them some of my YouTube videos and said, hey, are you sure you want to work with him? And God bless these people at Seeking Shift. Like, I think they they appreciate comedy, it seems. It just feels like just talking to them and stuff, but they were like, no, like, he's, we've, we picked him and they they rolled with it. And I was like, man, that's amazing. There's other people I know, like, um, we were just talking about a comic today who a bank told... The casting director, like, yeah, we're not going to work with him because we saw someone sent us his Sirius XM set, like his stand-up comedy set. Oh, my gosh. How? Like, that's not cool, man. Was it a good
0: set? Imagine if it was oh, bad. He's, Imagine he's he very... bombed and then that's the reason why, not that it was offensive.
1: <laughs> he's like, eh, this not, this act was bad. I feel like Sirius XM doesn't just put, like, they don't. No, they, not they, at all. Like, they put on good, you know. no No question. Right? So, and he's a positive guy. Like, he doesn't. I don't think they're they're even allowed to. Well, maybe they can swear on SiriusXM, but he's a positive guy. He's a nice, positive guy. I'll tell you who it is after. I feel like maybe I shouldn't just mention all these names, but he's a positive, nice guy. We just didn't let him.
0: Out? We spend all this time worrying,
1: you know, and I think that restricts our art ultimately. And the political correct stuff. It what people don't like. You know, usually I'm just like, yeah, you know, you're offended. You have the right to be offended. So fine. But now it's like you look at some stuff like this where it's like you're gonna lose you're gonna make someone lose work over it? Like it's kinda weird. Somebody who's embracing their difference. Yeah. Like embracing their difference and and talking about it. It's like, no, we're not gonna work with that person. And I don't know, it's it's just happening a lot where I where I feel like I don't wanna be one of those guys that's like, screw you, PC, like I'll say whatever I want. But what makes you different, Amish? What do you embrace? What do I embrace?
0: I like I like embracing my differences. Yeah, what's what cuz your your comedy is all about being different in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, but I think I would say that's just the starting point to make the ultimate point that we're all kind of the same in you're another way. You're absolutely
0: correct. You are. You you like you were saying, well if you're going to laugh at my Ganesh jokes, but you are offended by my Christian jokes, yeah. you don't realize that we're all the same.
1: Yeah, it's all the same. I mean, even even so like religion for example, Like I'm an atheist or you know agnostic or whatever, but I I'm not the kind of guy that's like you believe in that, you idiot. Because even if you're completely out of religion, you believe in the secret. It's the same thing. I mean, people are irrational about so many dumb little things that it's people
0: don't don't live don't let other people just live their life. It's so hard. Anxiety and depression. Like I think that's strickens all of us. I don't know if I use that word correctly, but it really affects a mm-hmm. lot of us. And outside of political correctness, right, I understand freedom of speech. You know, be who you are respectfully and respectfully to others. Yeah, and then kind of leave it at that. Like, I mean, if you want to believe what you want to believe, do it, but don't yeah. don't oppose something negatively on anybody else.
1: And so, uh, what's happening too is that some people are in like a very first world bubble where really nothing that bad has happened i mean i can't really say that about the you know the organization for like little people of ontario like i couldn't say that about them like fine if that's their decision i get it and sure that is that is a big issue for for someone to go through and and like i can't really speak on you know i can't i can't blanket statement say you guys are crazy for doing that but there's some people who i'm like nothing's happened to you and you're triggered by what like a word and now you're gonna go cuz cra- cuz a lot of this stuff it comes from people freaking out and then later on a bank says well let's not work with that person there might be like some twitter thing you know what i mean so random though i just feel like people all like kind of pick it out from
0: thin air sometimes they're they're just yeah one person is influenced by another person and you know they're like well this might not work so we're not going to take the chance but i think the more you take the chance the more opportunity there are more i think, so too. I think
1: are. it restricts good art and it, it like it it. it you know, this is the first time i'm starting to see it like really just take money away from artists and take like opportunities away and that's bad for everyone like, did you why? get to hang out with brad williams after oh yeah it's great dude great such a nice guy man. the so, I, I crash in Buffalo with this other comic. He has a podcast called So True Radio. Uh, great podcast. Great dude, Brandon. And uh, he came to pick me up the first day. And as soon as Brad saw him, he's like, hey, man, you're a comic? Yo, you want to do set tomorrow night? Like, right away, give me a set. Come on. He didn't yeah. even know him. He honestly, like, he he's such a nice guy. He's a, he's a nice, he's such a nice guy. And this was at the Helium Yeah, it was like Helium. Yeah. He's like, I need another opener. You're a comedian. Let's go. It wasn't even like, I, he didn't need He didn't need it. Right. He did it because he's like, man, I know it's hard to be a comic and, like, get some stage time. Amazing. Right? So, yeah, he did. So, so, my buddy did five minutes on both of the late shows Friday and Saturday. How was your set? It's great. I felt great. And then, man, this doesn't happen that Like, it usually doesn't happen in Toronto. But then Brad Williams goes up, does an hour of people rolling. It wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Usually, like, the, it was very humbling, the weekend. It was so humbling. Because, like, usually I feel like I feel pretty good with me you know what i mean with my set and uh the middle the middler uh, john evans hilarious too he was actually there last time i opened for tim meadows a couple months ago oh wow and, and me and john evans were both but he's a kill like they're both killers man so it really like i was like yep yeah, i'm the opener good for you <laughs> though that's what you want right i mean yeah. like well that's how you get better is like performing with better people you know and i feel i, I honestly feel like through the weekend i got a little better you know what I mean. just like just really thinking and thinking about like man like you know my sets are good but how is he getting that you know what i mean and like going watching them and and just like obsessing over it it actually i think made me better oh just over the weekend you know so you had a great set you're rolling Mm -hmm. on that high what what did you guys do after your show oh my god this is the weirdest story okay so we hang out in buffalo buffalo turns out to be racist as fuck oh you don't say (laughs) The thing is, is that they were, in such a kind way, like, they were all trying to connect with me and, like, talk to me, but in the dumbest, like, we went to this place, my buddy, t- my, every time I'm, I'm there with, with this dude, uh, Brandon, he, it's like he's the, I call him the Prince of Buffalo because we can't go somewhere without 10 guys, like, hey, hey, Brandon, hey, what's up, And hey, what's up, like, it's such a small town the kind king of feeling. The king of
0: Buffalo. The prince, he's the prince. The prince the, of Buffalo. Yeah.
1: so we go to this <laughs> restaurant called Mother, Madis, Methus. And uh, it is a mob joint, dude. It is, like, such a mob joint. Like, it looks like a. it's playing slow Frank Sinatra. And it's just... It's a beautiful place. (laughs) And it just looks... Like, it's, like, kind of candlelit Italian food. Like, it's so mobby, right? And everyone I talk to has to do this, like... So, so first, this guy, JJ, comes up. Uh, Full head of gray hair. Older guy. Has the Italian tracksuit with the Italy logo on it. Like, the tracksuit jacket with whatever and uh comes up hey guys what are you doing brandon what are you doing really like it. it's so it's so italian and then and then he sees me the first thing he says to me he's like hey hey buddy park your camel outside ah, ah, and he keeps doing these like bad oh, weird man. terrorist yeah, road, 90s whatever. jokes 90s jokes and then the second time Parker someone second camel out back. someone just sat down with their bag so and he's really trying to get brandon to notice the bag right and we don't mention it. So he eventually goes, hey, you probably want to my bag, eh? It's got a bomb in it for this guy. Ah! <laughs> and he just starts laughing. We're like, what? It was so weird. They felt so bad, both of them. And then the JJ guy comes back. He does some other terrorist joke. And I was like, hey. Uh, and, and the guy's got a full head of gray hair. I was like, hey, it's Uncle JJ. And he goes, "He goes, what, I'm the uncle? Do I look old? And he just walked away. He, like, got so upset because I called him Uncle JJ. They got thin skin at Mara's. <laughs> well the yeah i guess the people who like i wouldn't say they were bullying but i guess the people who are like that dish it out but they who, can't take it nobody who dishes it out can take it ever? no you know? not anymore not in this know. society not in our society yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fun that was such a weird thing so and, then, they, and then even when we went to brad the next day we went to brad and someone called him the m-word and commented on his on like i love your little m-word bum because uh-huh. i guess their their booties are popping I mean, in her defense, this guy Brad's got a pretty popping ass booty, but <laughs> it was just weird. I was like, "Oh my god!" He, like I was like, "You got it too?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's great." Like we, it was just funny. Hey, hey, compliments a compliment. Compliments a compliment, dude. He's listen, what he's. So missing. what do you what do you eat after? Like you're a vegetarian, so you're yeah. not going for chicken wings. No, man. I mean, I I end up eating bread at these things. I yeah, had, I had a curried cauliflower. Just, just you know. Like stuff like that Like I just I'll end up eating It's it's tough man I, it really, I really gotta start eating chicken Cause I mean not, not <laughs> Make your thing, uncle proud that, Yeah exactly The thing is that People say like You gotta eat meat For health reasons And then they go oh, Chicken wings I'm not gonna eat chi- Not chicken wings though Not bacon That's for fun that's you know like true. If, if anything i would i'm doing egg whites and then i would maybe get into like a white chicken breast i don't know sure why not good for like you that. start
0: from the healthy stuff and then realize if you like it continue to eat it and then <sighs> i'm da- i i'm
1: afraid of trying a chicken wing because wow. i know i'll love it yeah you will no question i'm a fat person inside dude i mean are it's, we all it's a struggle I'm pretty sure we all are no, some of these people are just like skinny people.
0: Yeah, I know. Somebody was, uh, I was not at even a trying. party on the weekend and and this girl was talking to her friends like she shouldn't she didn't really indulge in the conversation because she literally hadn't indulged in the foods that they were talking about. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, don't worry, Brooke. Like, don't, you eat clean. You, you, you don't have to worry about this kind of conversation. And I'm just like, no, like everybody should know what these things at least like taste like or like regularly consume them because we're all fat kids at heart. We are. We are. are, yeah, we mm-hmm. are yeah. No yeah. question.
1: Yeah, it's too hard. So it's like, like we're surrounded by it. So what's worse than drugs It's sugar. How do you stop uh, no eating question. sugar? It's like no question. And me, it's salt. It's like
0: chicken wings. Like I want, since we been talking about your lack of chicken, I feel like yeah. I probably consumed enough chicken for the both of us, but I want to help you. I want to like get you into the gateway drugs right. of chicken wings.
1: I don't know. I Salt? I just don't even think of salt as wow, a problem. It amazing. probably is a pretty big problem. Do you
0: cook at home a lot or do you eat? Like, I'm what are starting some, to. What about some Toronto spots that you like to eat oh. at? A gl-
1: I think it's called Glory of India. The best. Nine bucks. They got the tali please with a tolly. I'm, I'm all about a tolly plate. Tally no plate,
0: question.
1: No question. Good chutney? Good mint chutney or like, uh, what the are The chutneys are okay, but everything's so fresh and it just comes, out. oh, and it's so it's like nine bucks, dude. It's so good. Where are we talking about? Like It's called Glory of India. In Little India? Like where? No, no, it's uh, Queen and Lansdowne.
0: Queen and Lansdowne. Yeah. Is there probably like a shite ton of uh, cab drivers there at all times? Yeah. And That's the, how you tell it's like like a, a good little,
1: spot. That is like a little Indian district over there. They have okay. like, there's like four of them. I don't okay. know if they worked for each other, and then they opened across each other. But yeah, there's like four there. We but might hers to, is the best. We might have to go after this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about openers, openers. Yeah, you
0: opened the biggest comedy show of the summer this year. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Eliza Slesinger at the Danforth Music Hall. It's a great show. The Leafly event. The Leafly event. Comedy yeah. tour. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, very cool. And you killed it. Thank you. Ew. You. Thank DJ
0: Demmers. Yeah. Uh, ben Miner was the host. Yep. Yeah. Brandon Wardell. Yeah, who is I guess the the real you know you know how you have like a, a
1: UFC either you have the undercards and you have like the main event. He he's he's Vine famous man. Yeah, he is he, he's huge on Vine. So like so yeah like that they're 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 smart with that. They know how to get attention on things and they probably booked him with like okay we have to do ten Vines or something, I don't know something, whatever he would do. And like just vine it up while you're here. And then his friends came to vine and they all vine together there. So it was, you know. But if you're from Toronto. Yeah. We're talking big names. I mean, aside from you, Ben
0: Miner. Huge. Who's also been on an episode of Ross Never Sleeps.
1: Right. And Sirius, X, Sirius he's Yeah. Canada Laughs.
0: Uh, DJ Demers. Yep. You know, America's Got Talent. Conan. 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 Yeah, like yeah. DJ's doing some stuff. It's great. He just killed it at the underground last Wednesday, too.
1: Nice underground Uh, is a great place
0: oh i don't
1: i never really see you there wednesday i'm gonna be there for jeff's show no way yeah so i i will see you there that's the only show i really
0: am excited to see every week he's good man like i I go to a lot of comedy just because yeah but wednesdays i go because i need to see that show
1: no he's like that is that is like one of the best shows for sure um that's that's the problem with because because i have a friday show it's every week but we we're pa- we're packed every week but we have bringers so that's kapow that's comedy kapow friday night comedy kapow we have bringers so it's like it, it's it's generally a pretty amazing show but with jeff paul there's no filler there's no it's all just ki- like good 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 you know so all the comedians
0: are amazed sometimes it's like wow i just spent five dollars and i saw like john steinberg and pat thornton on the same bill
1: yeah man that's a huge, great show and the and it's dude, it takes forever to get on the show Really? He's that it.
0: booked up? He's booked up, dude. Way in advance. So you're on this Wednesday. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. This episode won't be out, but definitely check out the Wednesday Dope and Mike.
1: Underground in general. Like, that is the best. It was a really good show.
0: So the Leafly event. Yeah. You killed it. Everybody else killed. Did you meet Eliza? Did you get to hang out with everybody?
1: What, what was the experience like for you? It was very cool, man. Eliza, <laughs> Eliza came to talk to us, which is awesome. Like, she really came to appreciate the stand-ups and be like, hey, guys, are you guys okay? Like, make sure, you know, just... She's like, they're cool with you, right? All right, cool. Like, she was very, you know, Brad had the same thing where he's like, they they came up doing stand-up, so they just had this, like, they wanted to just reach, just let you know, like, hey, man, everything cool here, like, make sure they're treating you good, whatever. And then, I remember at one point, the guy, I th- oh, the guy gave us, like, these these weed things. I shouldn't say who, which organization he was from, but someone gave us, like, a wee, a sample weed cigarette thing. I forget what it's called. It was called Juju. Yeah, so good. Juju Joints. Juju Joints. It was so good. Yeah, they're like a disposable vapor. Yeah. But you don't need, I don't know when it's over, but it was 150 so 150 hits or
0: something. We okay, should get cool. them as a sponsor.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were fantastic. Thanks good. Juju. Thanks Juju. That was good weed, man. I mean, it's an interesting concept
0: to have something discreet, disposable, relatively priced.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to go figure out all of the cuz the other ones look pretty intense like yeah. the, those those new va- like there's there's like the cuz this looks it's the size of a cigarette whereas a lot of the v- the vaping stuff it it's like a bit of a thing it's a bit of a to do
0: are you a supporter of the 420 yards personally like do you do you enjoy a recreational
1: puff once in a while i will tell you that i'm really getting into acid right now i think it's absolutely incredible i couldn't i can't believe it's not even bad for you it's so good It's just good Like I'm I'm trying to find things bad with it Like I said, I'm brown, late bloomer Never did drugs growing up You're being Uh, serious I'm being serious, man Acid is incredible What what are your experimentations like? Well, first of all, I, I researched it And I couldn't find anything conclusively negative about it so that's what made me, and I was like, oh my God, this is, it's basically, apparently it's like the next weed. Like, it, like once the weed gets legalized, it will be the gateway, not to heroin, but I think it'll be the gateway to like, okay, legalize the psychedelics because they're not bad for you. Mind expanding. Mind expanding. Dude, they're using, you know what, you know what made me really pay attention to it is that it's being used for PTSD. It's being used to get people off of cigarettes. Wow. And uh, like, yeah, to, to quit addictions, like mushrooms and, and LSD are being used to quit addictions and depression, PTSD. But also, you know, uh AA, one of his 12 steps, he used to have a 13th step do LSD to stop drinking. Unbelievable. Dude, That and AA apparently doesn't even work. It has like a very low success rate. I bet with the acid. Maybe they'd be better. That's just an extra A that they're they need to add to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Triple A, just make it a triple A. Yeah. It was honestly, it was like life changing. It was amazing, it was, and and I couldn't believe how cheap it was. Two dollars, fourteen hours, dude. What do you do for fourteen hours though, Amish? You just you're. It's pure. You like, just drive a Uber. That's No, what no, no. You do. I didn't drive. That. <laughs> just, I wasn't driving. <laughs> but you could. I, I don't think it really impairs you like that. It. Um, I mean unless you do lots and lots of it. We did one tab each. It was it was just fantastic. Amazing. It makes your it makes your mind expand. I wrote stuff like there's stuff that I wrote from it. I made a I made this video about the Kanye West sex tape scandal. Like we wrote that together on the trip. The trip what it does is it it, it turns your mind into like a child's mind and you're just kind of open to everything.
0: For 14 hours though. Yeah, man. And, and
1: and and it was and that's what they call it a trip. It like at the end of it it's like we came back from a vacation. It, it felt like 14 days. It was like it was like a week's worth of like like a week's worth of joyful nights like like let's just say so so, so, so it, it does have these ups and downs it has like these very happy joyful ups and then it has like introspective not down in a negative way at all like just like thinking and talking about life and then you go like we were we were laughing until we cried for like half an hour and then we would come down and just talk about all the stuff that we laughed about and just talk about life or whatever and then we'd have another laughing fit so we had like five of those And then I did Crimson Wave at night. I did Jess Bolio, Jess Bolio and Natalie Norman show, Crimson Wave. It was great. It was so fun. Amazing. To just get on stage like that too, to like start off the set. The set was going well. And then I dropped that like, yeah, you guys have, you guys done acid? It's amazing. And I started talking about that. It was great. It was was just so much fun. Did you eat? Did you smoke a joint? Like what did you do during the 14 hours? I remember we got a cop. You don't need anything. Like you're just happy with like life and with Nate. Like you're just so happy with. Just nature, like you could look at a tree for ten hours. You amazing! Know? It was so good, and uh, and and I remember we had a coffee in the morning, and this, as it was two dollars, we were like, "Oh, we went on swings. We went on swings for so long. The swings were amazing." <laughs> and we did we we did like fourteen hours. We were like two dollars for this acid. The coffee cost five dollars. The system's broken. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like I'm gonna go buy a beer now for six bucks. Forget it. I, it's so good. But then you can't do it all the time.
0: Yeah, 14 hours. Like I would think you would have to do it where you have no responsibility coming your way. Like, could you work on your
1: cell phone? Could you take calls? Could you like in, yeah, interact people are, with people? People are microdosing it as like a productivity drug in uh, in Silicon Valley. So the big two drugs right now are like modafinil, which is also fantastic. I've tried that. It's really good. And then microdosing acid. So I've been microdosing it a little bit here and there too. And that's even really good. Like you, it just keeps you... I really
0: re- like microdosing mushrooms.
1: Oh, can you do that? I, yeah. I never tried that.
0: Yeah, just like a little bit of tea before like a concert. And then every joint
1: is like that much better. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm really so I, like, I, I really like sativas. But the, so yeah. back to your question, like, am I really into weed? Not, like, no,
0: fuck that. Straight no, to the I went acid. straight to the,
1: the good shit. But weed, like, I'll do it every now and then. Like, if I'm at a thing, like, a lot of comedians do it. So I try to ask if it's a sativa. Good for you. And that's my thing, because, like, uh, the other ones are, like, the downer ones, they give me, like, I've had bad anxiety attacks. Like, at Vape on the Lake... I ate like two spoons of their chocolate tea, like it was THC laced chocolate, and I went crazy. Really? I had like, and I'm not, I don't have any kind of depression or any kind of anxiety in real life, but I went nuts.
0: Yeah. Indica means in the couch for me. Like I'm going to bed. Like I, I, the downer stuff. No, thanks. In the couch. Yeah. In the couch. Depressing. It's depressing stuff. Yeah. So you didn't go crazy. Like, like mentally, you're just like, oh, I'm so low. Like you just felt super, Dude, super low. No,
1: I went crazy mentally. I was Isn't that amazing.
0: Cause you did acid. No problem. You did like two hits of these. Sp- chocolate spoonfuls of indica pot. people
1: people say that a lot with edibles though edibles give you they oh, can yeah. give you anxiety a lot of people say that about weed in general and i and it's because like you said it's probably the strain like it's indica or like whatever those strains are sativa would never do that for sativa like i could do that and write you know but with the with the downer ones like this one my brain was cr- like i became creatively negative like i became negative to the point where nothing's gonna work you're gonna die here's why nothing will work like it, my brain could only find reasons why nothing at all will work. And then eventually I, I, I became aware of it and I said, okay, you're just, this is just negative. Like it doesn't make any sense. Just go to sleep. And then my brain was like, yeah, but if you close your eyes, you're not going to exist in this universe anymore. It started. It really started making me feel like like it was like you're not going to exist. Like you're going to disappear and I'm going to trap you in this alternate universe where you're just alone. It was weird, man. But good for you. You seem like a
0: relatively healthy guy, mentally, physically. You you know when to enjoy these, yeah. You know enjoyable yeah. experiences. The
1: unhealthiest thing I do is food, man. I That's know. what I got. to Me quit. too.
0: Me too. Like
1: acid, dude. You, it, it's like nothing. It's like a drop of this little chemical. It's crazy how efficient it is, and and like it doesn't have any negative side effects. Really. We should go
0: to Glory of India, do some acid before. Yep. And then spend fourteen hours just eating Indian food. Uh,
1: Glory Vandy is so good. Yeah? I'm thinking about it now.
0: I'm sorry, but not actually. (laughs) Last thing I want to talk to you about. Okay. You went to Just for Laughs. Yep. So, tell us about your experience with Just for Laughs. You met Kevin Hart. You pitched to him. What was the process? Uh, You didn't perform. No, the pitch is like a performance, I guess. But no, I I didn't get a set. No. But like let's start at the beginning okay how did you know about this opportunity
1: how did you take advantage of it so my agent and i are pitching a show just around here to local networks called melting pot it's basically like a it's like a multicultural sketch show it's like a it's like in living color but like more colors more you know what i mean like but with but everyone. More,
0: colors. more colors yeah <laughs>
1: that's in the pitch. Uh, that's, that's a good line cool nice nice dude uh, that's really funny Okay, cool. I didn't think as I thought it was that's like I thought it was hilarious. like prose funny, not like out loud funny. But okay, cool. i uh, glad you like. Uh, but yeah, it's it was it, that that's the sketch show. It's very like uh, it, it's a lot of reality stuff though too. So it's a lot of like documentary reality type stuff and sketches. So like there's sketches, but then I would just talk about a video, or I would go to like I would do like a documentary piece where I'd go do an interview with someone, and that would be a, a piece like like Daily Show style stuff. So it's like a kind of a mix between Tosh. Oh, Inland color, but with more colors, and then like maybe daily. Sh- like it's, it's like at the end of the day, because because with the show, what I find interesting about sketches is that I could do a sketch, and with a lot of stuff that's happening in India and in China, you'd see a sketch and you'd be like, "That's silly! Like that's not that doesn't happen." So I would like to so so for this show, I felt like it was necessary to do the sketch, but then also to be like. No, it happens. Like, just show the real video of it. You know what I mean? Because that has, a, I think, a ton of entertainment value in and of itself. Almost like a documentary-ish, like, funny documentary type of stuff. So we're, we're pitching the show around in Canada. Never really heard back from anyone here. JFL did this thing where they said, hey, you can pitch a show to the Kevin Hart's LOL Network, which is his new on-demand network. And getting, in, getting your own, like... On-demand networks are going to be the hot shit. I think for the next year, I think everyone's going to make their own. Like NBC has CISO, Louis CK is kind of doing that himself. Louis CK the five just, dollar, the $5, like just watch yeah. his his thing. Right? I mean, he could probably get a huge chunk of money for doing a second round of distribution, like selling it to one of those guys. I wonder if he'll do that, but who, who knows? So, so, so everyone's like making these networks. So Lionsgate and Kevin Hart are putting out this LOL network. I pitched a show. I don't remember. They got pitches from all over North America, so they had they had a ton of pitches. They've never done to twenty five, and I was all excited. And then, like three days before the thing, they were like, "Yep, you're top ten. So just you know, come down, confirm that you can make it. Just get there, pitch the show. You know what I mean?" So you sent it, yeah. In they got they said, "Hey, you're going to come to oh, this audience based pitch, yeah, presentation." Yeah, my agent told me to send it. I didn't even know. Like a lot of people didn't. I don't think a lot of people knew about it. Like, but they got they got a lot of submissions. My agent was like, "Hey, why don't you why don't you just like we already have this pitch for Melting Pot. Why don't you just cut it down to one page and send it? Because they wanted a one page pitch, right? So yeah, it was pretty quick work. Like I took twenty minutes, or maybe maybe a couple, maybe an hour. I just cut it down to one page, sent it off, and then yeah, man. And then they they called me out to do it. So so they flew you to Montreal? No, they drove you. They trained you to Montreal? Not even. No, no, no. They were like, you got to get there. You just yeah, okay. No, no, they did not. No. So you funded yourself. To go I, to my yeah, drove, yeah, four hour drive, but you get like there. a media pass or something. You get some sort of access. Oh, the media pass is great. Yeah, like I got, I got that. I mean, once I was done my thing, I'm not one to hang out. Okay. It was kind of weird. I, I tried hanging out for a couple hours, and I was like, okay, this is this is enough. I'm going. I'm Good gonna, for you to know that. That's I'm going to go so write boring. my show. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. So, so you I met just, Kevin. I, yeah, yeah, great. Such a happy, positive guy. Like just a great guy. He did a half an hour of hilarious stuff, just, like, talking about this network. But it was just so funny hearing him talk about it. Like, he's just a funny guy, right? So, that, that was hilarious. I was like, it was like, it was like a show. The pitch was like a show. There was like, 300 people maybe there. A lot of his fans. It and sounds then, like it was a show. It was a show. And then all 10 of us did two minutes each. Two minutes. Wow. So short. But, honestly, the pitches were all great. At the end of them, I th- we thought we was going to pick one. At the end, he was like, you know what, man? This is a great show. I want to do all the show. Let's do all of them. And he just, that's it. Wow. Yeah, and then this lady came up at the end, and this is actually pretty hilarious. This lady came up what, during the question and answer, and she starts like kind of yelling at him, like like I'm very disappointed that there are no women on the stage today. How could you do that, Kevin? And then, and he just it was so funny. He's like he's like yeah yeah I hate women. I hate all women. And he just it was just so funny. And then like the weird thing too is that there, there were girls. They just didn't go on stage because like, like I, I pitched alone. But there's some groups of people that pitched. And there's a group where the guy went up, but his he had like three girls with him that were there. And we were all trying to tell her like, hey, there's girls right here. And she's like, I swear to God, she's like, I got this, sweetheart. I got the mic. Just settle down, sweetheart. Listen, you <laughs> women need this. And she's like... <laughs> the she sweetheart totally, advocate for sweethearts. She, she totally shushed these girls oh, and was God. like, I need to be on this stage. And she was she's like, can I, can I give you my card? I want to pitch a show to you. Can I give you my card? And... um, and <laughs> Kevin goes, yeah, come here, Sugarfoot, come on, come on, come on over <laughs> here, Sugarfoot, come on, baby. <laughs> and just, yeah, it was, that was pretty hilarious. That's amazing. So when do we get to see Melting Pot? Uh, I'm just going through development with them right now. I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> that's the thing. When when he said, let's do all the shows, I was kind of like, okay, let's see what this deal is. And I'm going through that right now, just figuring out exactly what. So so I'm already talking to the development people there, and um, I have to send in the budget and the episode outlines this week, and hopefully it gets approved or they're probably going to come back and say, okay, we're not going to give you that much money. Well, what can you do for this much money? Something like that. That's
0: great. Man. And hopefully
1: they let me shoot it. They might want me to go. They were hinting at me flying to LA to shoot it. And I was like, "Ugh, that's a w- I could just shoot it here. You know what I mean? Right. But it's a good experience. It is fun. Yeah, it would be fun to just go to LA to do that. What's the best way,
0: social media-wise, to stay in contact with you and to understand what's going on for the next couple of months for this Melting Pot show?
1: Fade to Brown, Facebook twitter and instagram and tumblr i got four all right at fade to brown and if you go to any of those at fade to brown or fade to brown.com like just pick the thing that you do go to that thing and do fade to brown and you'll find my videos you'll find everything
0: well it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you this doesn't even feel like a like i know we don't call i try not to call them interviews these are conversations and chats but it's been a while since we got to hang out
1: it's great man this is
0: awesome you're doing amazing things amish you're killing it this year i'm so impressed Thank you, Just and working at it, you know. You are you, and that's the thing, you know. That's the advice I would give to anybody: just keep doing it. Yeah, you know, you believe in yourself. That's more than uh, most people have that believe in them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Keep doing it. You know, be be positive and just. I know that sounds so so cheesy, but I mean that's the number one thing. When I see people not doing stuff, it's literally It's it's literally like to you. You start saying yes and just being positive and doing stuff today. And in six months, people are like, oh man, that happened and that happened and that happened. And you tell yourself, well, that's no point of doing that. And that's not going to go anywhere. And I'm not going to bother with that. And in six months, there's nothing. Just keep doing. Just keep
0: doing shit. Like, seriously, yes. just yeah. keep doing it. For those out there, be like, why? Just do.
1: Just do it. You'll get better. You'll get more experience. You'll yeah. meet people. You'll have fun because it's what you love to do. And then, yeah, like, it, it literally is like, I was talking to someone about this before. Like, You just start saying yes to things and start doing things. And then six months later, you're like, oh, yeah, just things are happening. Like those, like three out of the 10 things I tried are coming through and everyone thinks that it's amazing. So good. Things are going to happen for you, Amish Patel. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And thank
0: you to all the Never Sleepers. Sleep tight.